Welcome back to Straight to DVD. All right, Michael, pour yourself an, another drink. I need to because of what we're about to discuss yeah. or attempt to discuss. try to discuss. Yes. In some way. We finally caught up. A lot of people have been asking. I feel like this is our most requested Every, movie. Everybody I speak to is like, why haven't you done this flick? Yeah. And we finally have to get them off our back. Yeah. That's the only reason mm-hmm. we didn't want to do this. But everyone's like, no. Talk about Tenet. Yeah, actually. I want to hear what your thoughts on Tenet are. Yeah. What do the straight to DVD boys have to say about Tenet? I think this is one of those movies where the majority of people see it. They're just like, I need to know what somebody else thought about it. So yeah. I need to know what to think about yeah. it. Well, good news. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're looking for. Yep. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's right I now. guess. You're about to get it. You're about to get it. We're yes. going to explain the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And whether or not it's good. Yes. So. Yes. Tenet. Well, okay. What's it about? Where do we start? Well, so here's Or do thing. we start at the end? Or does the end start at the, at the middle? Well, it's... it's uh, I don't fucking know. Um, but, <laughs> something I do want to start with. I was very... I was. Um, I found this immensely humorous as I was perusing the internet this morning. We watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to watch a movie, let it sit, and then I'll read what the internet thinks about it the following yeah. day. Just I to like see, to attack it right just away. Immediately, <laughs> just, just immediately. Just to, just to shape your perspective on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, this uh, was one of the rare occasions where I found myself disagreeing almost... Well, not disagreeing. I found that my initial um, feelings towards the film were not mirrored at all by the majority of people who, who saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I found very funny was the top comment on this thread I was reading about the film was just like... This, this guy said, if someone held a gun to my head and said, spoil Tenet for me or I'll kill you, I would be dead. <laughs> And I found yeah. that so funny because it's true. Like, how do you talk about this movie yeah. without spoiling it? Like, what is the what even is the structure of the film? Yeah, really. It's um, I guess the only way to talk about Tenet without spoiling it is Christopher Nolan <laughs> is interested in how people perceive time, mm-hmm. and he made a movie about it. Right. It's not. But I guess you know that before you see the movie. So, right. There is no point in explaining it that way once you've already seen it. But the thing that's that's interesting about it, and I think Chris Nolan kind of got high on his own farts a little with this one, is that yeah, he it's not really time travel. No, 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 no. It's not time travel at all. Because you're not you're not transporting to a moment in the past or transporting to a moment in the future. Yeah. When you go, so there are these things called like. <laughs> <laughs> There are these inversion in, inversion turnstiles, mm-hmm. and when you go through this piece of machinery, yo, uh, spoilers yes. ahead for Tenet for the, yes. the whole, this whole episode. Yes, <laughs> just spoilers right off the bat. Yeah, when you go through this turnstile, it inverts you. Yeah. So technically, time is still you're still like aging and whatnot, mm-hmm. but the the reality around you. Is now moving backwards. Yeah, it's all my understanding. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> that didn't take long for that to come out. My understanding is it's all it's all one one timeline. It's yes. all the same timeline. Right. And the the question that Christopher Nolan is trying to I guess explore in this movie is like. If you're moving one way across the timeline, how does that 
compared to if you're then moving the other way across the same timeline. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I guess it's like if you're taking a tour of a house, I don't know why this is the analogy that's coming to sure, mind, sure. but if you're taking a tour of a house and one person starts their tour from the front door and then they start, you know, like downstairs and mm -hmm. then they go upstairs and another person comes in a back door from upstairs and they look at the upstairs first and then the downstairs, like you're still looking at the same house. You're just consuming the house in a different order. Yes, that's true. Which is like, that's, that's true. the movie. But I think the thing, the thing that interested me the most, and I think this was the point he was trying to get across, but he didn't like explicitly state it. This is one of the only things about the movie I think that's subtle. Mm -hmm. um, everything else is not. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially what it means is that everything that's going to happen has already happened, will already happen, and always will happen the way that it's happened. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. like, essentially it's like this weird, subtle meta-commentary on, like, free will. And, like, what your the, the consequence of your actions. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was always going to... There really cross... are no consequences. No. Well, that's the thing. That's why the stakes were so weird for me. Because yeah. the second you realize that... That nothing matters. Nothing matters because, like, it's all already happened. Yeah. It, when it, It's like... I actually wrote about this in my Letterboxd review. It's like nice. when you... Thanks, Doug. <laughs> it, it's like when you... There, there's a scene where he meets the French, uh, like, physicist or whatever, mm -hmm. and she's explaining how inversion works to him, and she says, don't think so much about the how, mm -hmm. think about the what. Mm -hmm. um, and that's essentially, I think, Christopher Nolan's, like, waving away, yeah. trying hard to think about the film. Like, if yeah. you think about how it works, you're never going to be satisfied. If you think about what's happening, then it's, you know, exciting. All right, here's the thing mm -hmm. about... Nolan in general and this movie mm -hmm. is that he presents it in a way where as an audience member you're supposed to care about the how mm. and not the what mm -hmm. like this isn't it could have been cool if he was just like okay there's this thing where you can experience time backwards and I'm just going to make a movie that where you experience that and you are in the seat of the people who are experiencing time backwards and you're doing it with them right but so much of this movie is like a mystery that is unraveling but also raveling like on itself at the same time that it, it's hard to do anything but focus on the how instead sure. of focus on the what sure and it, he also i mean i guess now is as good a time as any to bring it up but he also like doesn't know how to write characters he's a he's a poor writer so, because he doesn't know how to write characters, like, there's no reason to feel attached to what's going on to them. So, you're only left with trying to figure out how the mechanics of this, you know, particular, you know, movie's dilemma work out. If, if, if I, it was, yeah. if it was like, a, if he wrote good characters and he wrote, like, characters who you could care about and feel some sort of attachment to then it would make more sense mm -hmm. to be concerned about the what. But because he doesn't, all you're left with is the how. Right. But he doesn't want to explain the how, so then you're really left with nothing. But but here's the thing. So the how does 
technically makes sense to an extent. Mm-hmm. The point is, no expl- it's like a snake eating its own tail. No explanation yeah. is ever going to be satisfactory. Mm-hmm. It will constantly raise more questions, and then the answers to those questions will eventually revert back to the initial question, and so on and so forth. Yeah. You like time. Yeah. Um, but I think so. Allow, allow me to give Nolan the benefit of the doubt here for just a moment. Just, Fuck that. Just a moment. <laughs> Let me play uh, Nolan's advocate here. Um, I think that it is intentional that John David Washington's character mm-hmm. is nameless mm-hmm. and isn't really a character. Mm-hmm. Hence why he's called the protagonist. He's yeah. not meant to be a character. He is, like you already said, a vehicle mm-hmm. for us to experience and view what's happening and the spectacle of what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it's, it's such a strange movie because it's not about, and this this is why I, I think the shit with the, the wife and the kid are so boring and pointless <laughs> because who gives a shit? <laughs> like who actually cares? Yeah. Like it's so dumb. It's like so, such a plot contrivance yeah. that he has to care about these two people. It's very bland. Yeah. And it, it lends to the, maybe the worst line on screen I've heard in a long time where he's like the complete utter annihilation of the human race and she goes including my son <laughs> <laughs> I was just like I missed that the stupidest yeah. line oh yeah Reddit loves that line <laughs> oh my god I'm the bejesus out of it oh. um but I think I actually I also wrote about I, I mentioned this very briefly in my I wrote a very brief uh, letterbox review about it I think that where can people read that? Uh, you can read it at my letterbox at Michael underscore Rocco on letterbox. You can find me there nice. if, if you so choose. Um, it's kind of like this was the best way I could sort of explain it simply was that and normally normally I like I hate movies that do this, mm-hmm. which is why I'm like trying to figure out why I was somewhat okay with it with this one, and I'm not really sure. I was talking. I was talking. I was talking. Um, it was like when you get on a roller coaster, mm-hmm. you're like. About you're thrilled about the experience. You're like, yeah. holy shit, I'm on a roller coaster. Yeah. Rarely, I think, are you ever sitting in the seat on a roller coaster and being like, hmm, I wonder how this machinery works. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? How fast are we going? How do they get us that fast? I'm not gonna lie, I've, I've, I've thought about that on roller coasters. Have you really? Yeah, like Some just. <laughs> Dude, I'm just so thirsty for knowledge, and I need to know how the of mechanics of that shit works. There, there are so many engineers and stuff, and how does how do you know how do they build it? And, Design it at such a point. That's besides the Well, I think Chris so, Nolan would have fired you on day one if you brought up those questions. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't think Christopher Nolan and I would get along. No, I'm not at all. Yeah, mostly because I think he's a prick of a filmmaker. <laughs> and he thinks he's a very good filmmaker. So I think immediately that that sort of uh, dynamic just wouldn't work. This was the last big movie that was in theaters, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean... Well, like, there's... I feel like this is an interesting movie for several different reasons. Like, one, like, the Christopher Nolan-ness of it. But I guess also because of when it came out um, and when it was supposed to come out. Like, we're in the middle of this, um, like, just in movie history-wise. Like, we're in the middle of this of this period where every blockbuster is a superhero movie Mm -hmm. and it's all it's all or a a franchise of some sort right you know it's these completely unoriginal ideas um that are just like baked in a factory and then you know shoveled out for all of us to enjoy and we're just like 
mm, give me more Fast and Furious. Give me, <laughs> give me mm. some more MCU. Mm. Oh man, oh they're making a new Batman. Cool. Mm. Oh, same shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I yes. love this shit. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're just like in the middle of, of of that, and this movie was supposed to come out what summer of 2020, which is like a year after Endgame, and yeah, it is an original blockbuster summer tentpole tenant pole type <laughs> type movie mm-hmm. um and like we don't really see these getting made anymore no and christopher nolan was like pushing 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 for it to be released in theaters and i kind of understand why i think if we were living in not covid times yes then maybe this movie would have landed a little bit more than it did under the circumstances I, that it was released. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think there are two two, two major factors that lend to people not liking it very much. One of them is that A, it, it sucks. is... Sure. Well, okay, so there are three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what are the two? Um, it is built for a giant movie theater screen, mm-hmm. like you just said. It is 100% built for that. Two... People were starved for film and new content over the summer of last year. Almost six, seven months went by with nothing coming out and we couldn't see anything. And the first thing that lands in people's laps is Tenet. Yeah. And I think people were like so hungry to dissect anything that landed on their laps. Because I see the response to stupid, nonsensical shit films all the time. Most people are happy to gobble that shit down. For some reason, people less intelligent than you, Raph, really, (laughs) really... There aren't that many people. Well, well, give yourself a twinge of credit. (laughs) They refuse to swallow this movie. I think under different circumstances, people would have been like, oh, this is Christopher Nolan's, like... Mwah. Like, best work so far. Yeah. I guess. Um, I don't think that. I don't think it's his best work. No, 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 no. At all. I do think it's his most Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, 100%. It's, um, like, this should have just been called Christopher Nolan the movie. Um, I think while we were watching it, I turned to you and said, this looks like if another director tried to make a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you ask someone else to make a Christopher Nolan movie, this is, like, this is like what a good director who didn't give a shit would make if someone told him to make a, uh, a Christopher Nolan movie. Like if someone was like, yo, Paul Thomas Anderson, can you just do a Christopher Nolan? And he was like, sure, how much will you pay me? And like bazillion, jillion dollars. And he's like, all right, cool. How much time and effort do I have to put into it? And like, none whatsoever. <laughs> then you would get Tenet. Of course. Like there's, I don't want to say there's nothing there because it is an interesting concept. Yes. I think that's what plagues Christopher Nolan is that he has these great, great concepts, these high concepts that like should be cool, but he just presents them in the worst possible way. Yes. In a, like, yes. To the point where it's hard to even enjoy the the high concept that he's going for. Here, here's the issue, and and we we chatted about this ever so slightly yesterday after we watched it. The and we were we were curious, like, oh, I wonder how Christopher Nolan writes a movie. Yeah, it certainly doesn't start with the script. No, it no. certainly does not. I think, and I, I'm pretty sure we both land on the same thing. I think in his mind, he comes up with a cool concept for like a set piece. Yeah, like John David Washington fighting himself. Yeah, or something, or backwards, backwards, <laughs> or two teams 
moving in two directions in time, blowing up the same building at the same time, mm-hmm. and like what that causes. And so these are all like cool ideas, and watching them on screen is cool to see them play out. But then after these like highbrow concepts are thought up, he tries to write scenes in between them. Mm-hmm. And like 20 minutes in, I turned to you and everybody else, yeah. and I just started laughing because I was like, please tell me I'm not the only one that has absolutely <laughs> no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> yeah. it, no, I mean, you weren't alone. The, the, the first like 20 or 30 minutes of this movie is really just a series of pointless conversations yeah. to get us to the first set piece. Right. Um, and that's all they are. They're just boring, empty conversations with like crappy dialogue and boring characters. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. The characters <laughs> sucked. <laughs> the characters were bad. That, like, right? That's what I mean when when, I, when like, saying that this is the most Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan movie because the concept is really, 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 really cool. Like, yeah. okay, how do we understand time and what would happen if we experience time backwards? Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 script is is terrible. Really bad dialogue in this. The, the dialogue is awful. Really bad. The dialogue. characters are so boring and flat, um, and the set pieces like ultimately don't feel like there are any stakes because you don't know what's leading up to them. Right. I I like, they're was... cool and and spectacly, but there's no like why are we driving an airplane into a right. airport hangar? Right. Um. So let's talk about the set pieces. So we have the the opening at the opera. Oh yeah, that was that was very Nolan opening. That was like the bank heist in Dark Knight. That was like the plane yeah. the plane yeah. crash in Dark Knight Rises. Like, what um, if you didn't do that? What if you opened with a scene yeah. <laughs> to establish yeah. what's happening? What the fuck? It's a wild thought. Preposterous. Yeah. No, no, no. Just no, open with with guns. Yeah, no, yeah. We don't know what's happening. We don't know who who the fuck is doing anything. Yeah. Um, guns, yeah, scary. But it, like, it looked neat, yeah. I guess. It was exciting, I guess. Um, so that happened. I was like, okay, Christopher Nolan action sequence. And then, like, six scenes happened, and, like, 40 minutes of movie happened, and it was pointless. Like, <laughs> like the scenes meant nothing. No. I don't, I was amazed. I was... It's I, actually kind of... Now that I think about it, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, to fill that much movie with that much nothing. That's the thing. I couldn't believe it. I have never seen a movie where so much is said and it all means so little. <laughs> I was like, I think that's why I was invested. I was like, how the fuck can they possibly keep saying shit at me, and I just get more and more confused. Not because what they're saying doesn't make sense, yeah, but because it's like scenes from a different movie. It's just played in a weird order. order. Confusing. It's just like. It just loses you. Yeah, I'm like, like, what? where are we going? Where are you taking me? <laughs> yeah. What is, where, where, like, where do you want me to be? What am I supposed to be feeling right now, Christopher Nolan? I think the editing is a big reason for why it's, it makes as little sense as it does. Yeah, I think I, the editing's pretty poor. In I, this. I guess. Um, but he needs to give up some control over his movies. Yeah, I, like I, most I of his right. better movies are ones where his brother helps him write. Mm-hmm. Like he needs someone else to write with him. He can't write movies alone because you get this. You get this, <laughs> and okay, a car flipped backwards. Mm-hmm. But, but what else? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> as soon as the inverted fight happened mm-hmm. between John David Washington and at that moment you don't know who. Some random guy. Guess what? The most obvious twist yeah. turned out to be the one that they use every time is that it's always just John David Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just impressed by the choreography of it and sort of the pace of it and how yeah. it just keeps going and going and going. I was like, okay, this is... Like, clearly this is what we were talking about. Like, he thought of this yeah. and then built stuff around yeah. that. And, like, that's a really cool concept of... You know, two people are fighting, and like the way that you film it is one person is like doing their moves backwards, and then when it gets played forward, it like looks kind of like clunky and shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's a cool concept, but why? Why? Like, why are we here, Christopher? Right, right. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but it I made for a cool fight scene um, because it was a fight scene where. Bob Pattinson is fighting a masked figure, yeah. and John David Washington is fighting a masked figure. Mm. Turns out both of those masked figures are just John David Washington. So it's a fight scene with three John David Washingtons and, and one, one Bob Bob Pattinson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, when you say it like that, is so ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, it's just it seems like he wants to make movies that are confusing and smarter than his audience but he doesn't realize that he's not actually smarter than his audience. Mm-hmm. And then it just comes across as like confusion for the sake of confusion and being overly pretentious when I'm not saying that this movie didn't confuse me. It confused the ever living fuck out of me. Sure. I just don't think that this movie is smarter than me. No. And I think no. most of his movies and including this one present themselves as, Hey, I'm way smarter than you and I'm so over your head that I'm not even going to like invite you in on the secret Mm -hmm. to see what's going on. I'm going to give you a little bit of nuggets and then they're going to confuse you. And then I'm going to walk away knowing what happened and you're going to walk away not knowing what happened. So you're going to turn to Reddit to figure out what did happen. But really no one knows what happened because I, as the film itself, don't know what happened. Right. Therefore, nothing happened. It's like he's throwing a party and he's the only one that is allowed to go. <laughs> Everybody else has to watch through a window. <laughs> well, we were talking about this yesterday. He's like a really bad sex partner. Oh, oh, right. He yeah. doesn't care if, if you finish. Or no, you certainly not. Yeah, I think I leaned over to the group yeah. while we were watching it. I was like, just like, like 45 minutes yeah. in, I was like, it's very clear that Christopher Nolan has no intention of letting any of us come. Yeah. <laughs> But meanwhile, he's coming nonstop. Absolutely. It's as rude as anyone could yeah. possibly be. He's, yeah. he's coming left and right, and he <laughs> does not care. He doesn't give two shits if no. any of the rest of us come. No. As a matter of fact, I don't think he wants us to. No, he's a selfish lover. Yeah. I think he's trying to blue ball the rest of us. Absolutely. Without question. He's a very selfish lover. He's a selfish lover. Bastard. Um, <laughs> a set piece. Okay. Set piece I didn't like. Tell me. Talking about the set piece. Is the finale. Uh, where they're in the Which desert. Which is really the middle. Yes, that's that is actually the middle. You're right. Um, where they're all in the desert, they're split into two teams. Mm-hmm. Red team is moving forwards through the event. Yeah. Blue team is moving backwards mm-hmm. through the event, mm-hmm. and that's how they ensure that whatever it is they're trying to ensure happens. But mm-hmm. no team knows what they're trying to do because if they know, then it might not happen. Stupid. Um, yeah. But, like, the idea of that is neat, that, like, you're doing a temporal pincer movement, and it's like, uh, 
Aaron Taylor Johnson, whose sole purpose was to be in the film to say temporal pincer movement <laughs> five, five times, he just showed up with a beard. And I was like, that's, that's Aaron. Why? Where that's, did Aaron Taylor Johnson come from? Also, I didn't realize he was British. Oh, yeah. Very British. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in the movie. <laughs> um, with his British accent. With his British accent. So, yeah. like, there, so there have two teams moving forwards and backwards at the same time through an event. Yeah. That idea is cool. Why was that in some random desert nowhere where like there were no bad guys yeah like, they weren't really like, they're kind of were bad guys yeah it was very strange Russian. yeah he's an army the bad guy the has, has an, an army. army the bad guy has a russian army and yeah. we need to fight them in the but desert. like we didn't see them for some reason at this point i was pretty checked out of the movie yeah. so i'm sure it was abundantly clear what they were what their objective was um but at that point i just didn't care and i felt like while I, f- I thought that set piece was interesting, I also found it very boring. Yes. And be- I wasn't intrigued. Because you don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't care about what they're doing. Right. Like, it's cool to see, to have a shot where you have some soldiers who are, you know, running running backwards in real time, and there are other people running forwards in real time, mm-hmm. and then you play that backwards, and it looks like the people running backwards are going forward, and the people going forward are going backwards. Like, right. that's cool. But I don't understand why we're here. I don't care why we're here. And it's the end of the movie, and I should fucking care right. why we're here. But, but like, yeah, because they were... The, the weird conundrum of this film is that the more plot shit that they dangle in front of us, the less sense it actually made. Yeah. It's like, the more they tried to explain it, the stupider it became. Yeah. It was like, for some reason, uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh, who's the bad guy, mm-hmm. his henchman Volkov, or whatever, the, the, the bald Russian guy... <laughs> Something who, Russian. Who never says anything... Yeah. Um, is like dropping a bomb into a tunnel. Um, I think that's what was going on. Uh, and they had to make sure that they stopped him before they killed. After they killed. After. I don't fucking Before, know. but it was always after. Yeah. But it's happened at the same time. Yeah. But Volkov still drops the bomb in the hole, so it doesn't matter. But yeah. nothing happens, even though she kills Kenneth yeah. Branagh before the bomb goes off. But he never pulled the bomb string, even though the bomb went down the tunnel. And there's two Bob Pattinsons at the same time. One yeah. is dying when he's supposed to. Yeah. And John David Washington doesn't actually do anything, yeah. even though the Indian guy with the flare is supposed to pull the trigger, but doesn't yeah, pull the trigger. Tr- yeah. And Kenneth Branagh dies before he's supposed to. And Elizabeth Debicki spills some sunscreen. And what the fuck is actually happening? <laughs> Holy shit. In the finale that's, of this movie. That's the last act of this movie. Yes. <laughs> what is happening, dude? Nothing. Like, what is happening? Absolutely nothing. Um, Everyone does their job right, but also wrong, which ends up being the right way to do it. It's also the middle of the story, the end of the movie. Right, right. And, like, are Bob Pattinson and Denzel Jr. gay? <laughs> like, are they lovers? It's possible. It's possible. There is that scene at the end where he's like, for me, this is the end of a long friendship. Yeah. And he says that a certain way, and I was like, y'all fuck. Yeah. No, maybe they did. Maybe it's supposed to be a love story. Yeah. And that would have been interesting if someone other than Christopher Nolan wrote this. (gasps) I want a sex scene between the two of them, and one of them is inverted. (laughs) (laughs) One of them's going backwards? Yeah. They really missed a... So one of them finishes at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, so fast. (laughs) It's like, oh, now it's your turn. Yeah, now it's your turn. But then the other one, the one who's going backwards, right. experiences the, the other finish first. Right. So they're like, well, so fast? Whoa. No, it's over. Now that's the kind of highbrow mm-hmm. we need in Christopher Nolan films. That 
is cinema. Yeah. What this was, <laughs> frankly, I don't know. No, I have no fucking clue. Um, I must tell you, like, it was breathtaking in the worst way possible. This movie? The finale. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it starts with an empty, with an empty calorie set action set piece, mm-hmm. and then it ends with an empty calorie action set piece, and in the middle is just gobbledygook. Yes, and I thought the middle was the best part. Yeah, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it starts with nothing and it ends with nothing, and in the middle there's a little bit of something, but still mostly nothing. So at the end of the day, like we're left with what. That was a question for you. Oh well, okay. So I didn't realize there was like that wasn't that wasn't like it it struck me as a statement. But okay, so okay, so here's an interesting way to think about this movie. And I was thinking about this while discussing this with one of our friends, Sean, uh, today. So think about it like this. Let's say that the movie it doesn't, but let's just say for the sake of the explanation, the movie takes place over the course of an hour. Okay. Right. Yeah. But the movie is three hours long. Yeah. How does the movie then take place over the course of three hours if it's only one hour of yeah, thing happening? Because the first hour is him moving forward. Mm-hmm. The second hour is him moving backward. Mm-hmm. And then the third hour is him moving forward again at the same time as he was moving forward initially. Mm. So there's a point in the timeline yeah. where three John David Washingtons are doing something at the exact same time. And we've seen all three And of we've them. seen all three of them every time the event yeah. is played out from a perspective of the yeah. three. That's the best way I can explain it. Which is a cool... Like, again, it's a really cool concept. Um, but the presentation is yeah, just... it's like... I feel like less the less plot this film would have had maybe the better. Like, get yeah. rid of some of those scenes. Yeah. Get rid of the, the wife and the son subplot. Like, that was just like... Get rid of all that. Get rid of Michael Caine. Like, we get it. You guys was, are friends, and you want to put him in your that movies. That was the, the most pointless scene Yeah, I've ever seen a huge star like Michael Caine be used in. He probably got paid a fuck job. Oh, just sure. Because like Christopher two, two million Nolan bucks. Like, here you go. Likes him, and he was like, oh, I can put him in the trailer. It's like, oh, I have to work for half a day. Yeah. Fantastic. Dude, it's, um... Yeah. It's... Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I've never been more prepared to hate a movie going into sure. it. But sure. also wanting to watch it at the same time. Yes. I've yes. never wanted to hate watch something as much as I wanted to hate watch this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time while watching it, I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt. But I think because of my feelings towards Christopher, Mm -hmm. I couldn't shake that. Sure. Because he didn't allow me to. No, he certainly did not. In this movie. Um, So I walked out of it pretty much like with the same feeling towards it that I would have thought or that I did think going in. Was it better than you expected in terms of the Mm. adrenaline spectacle or no? No. 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 But maybe I need to rewatch it. Um, I also haven't like read anything on the internet about it sure. or or anything like that. I wanted to come into this fresh with right. only right. with only my thoughts on it. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, maybe if I read something or maybe if I watch like a behind the scenes or some shit, or maybe if I watch it again, like sure. I'll enjoy it. Like you, Probably I, w- I want to. I want to watch it again. Yeah, I do. Um, it's interesting. My opinion of it is somewhat 
an inversion of yours. Uh, Fuck uh, that. I, too, went into it with pretty poor expectations. Yeah. And I liked it ever so slightly more than I was expecting to. That's fair. I don't, I don't, th so here's the thing. So I was thinking about that today. It's an enjoy, it, it can be an enjoyable movie. Yes, yes. It's, I think it's a perspective thing. Um, like a so, time? Sure. Like a Howie perspective time? But I thought, I thought, that got me thinking today, because like so many people don't like it. Mm -hmm. And so like you say that like, oh, I, I liked it somewhat. And immediately yeah. people are like, it wasn't good. I was like, well, I never said it was good. Mm -hmm. I said I liked it. And that got me thinking about like how Letterboxd reviews movies. And it's like, you got one, two, three, four, and five stars. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about, oh, like what actually does that mean? And so I actually, I listed that out in my bio today, just to yeah. make it clear in case anybody. Do you do halves? I do sometimes okay. when I'm on the fence about certain things, but I haven't too much recently. Okay. Five out of five, I think, is like a masterpiece. Okay. Four out of five, I think, is great. Okay. Great. Really, really good. Three out of five, I think, is good. Okay. I think, like, good is, like, acceptable. Like, there's things to like, there's things to not like. Good. Yeah. Three out of five is good. Two out of five is, like, this is poor. Okay. Like, this is poor. Like, maybe there are a couple of things that you can take from it. Like, yeah. But it's overall a pretty poor experience. And then one out of five is just like dreadful. Yeah, like this just is got awful. Just absolutely terrible. Like thanks. Um, like th th I did. I gave yeah. Thanks Killing a one out of five. I gave even, it a half. Even though I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I realized that like most movies these days, most movies that get made, mm -hmm. I think are three out of fives. They're just like acceptable. Yeah. Just mo they're just good. Mm -hmm. no? It's okay. like it was competently made. Did it? Yeah. Uh, Pro yeah. progress the art of filmmaking forward yeah. no but like it was competently created that's I, I mean I think that's a fair fair assessment of this movie like I guess you can say technically it's like fairly good sure sure in some or, aspects in, 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 in some aspects in some aspects um I think Christopher Nolan's like sound design and sound mix is just insanely infuriating mm -hmm. in that he likes his movies to be played very very loud uh because like the the change in in volume between uh, i'm not a sound engineer or anything so i don't sure. know the actual technical words but the change in volume between like dialogue scenes and then action set pieces where they're like explosions and sick shit going mm -hmm. on are just so vastly different that it's almost impossible to watch this movie at a comfortable sound level i think the fact that shit is either way too loud or way too quiet right and like yeah, I guess that would be cool to see in a theater, but, like, I also don't want my fucking eardrums <laughs> blown out while I'm trying to, you know, enjoy some popcorn and watch a movie. <laughs> so, like, I completely I want to hear when I, when I leave. Like, this isn't the last thing I want to listen to in my life. A fucking Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie. Tinnitus from <laughs> yeah. Tenet. Ten, tenitis. Yes, exactly. I completely agree with you. And, and, and two things. One, if we didn't have subtitles on, I would have could not understand fucking anything that yeah. being said. That being said, why don't we have subtitles in theaters? I would love to have subtitles. I think watching movies with subtitles is great. I like it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. It's it doesn't distract me at all. No, no. I mean, I don't want to like speak poorly to people, but you should be able to read to subtitles read and like, quickly while you're yeah, yeah. watching movies. Like, hello, Parasite was not in English. It's like I totally understood that. Yeah, but I guess that's why people don't like foreign films because they have to read the vault. That's but, a discussion but for another day. The thing yeah. you were saying about sound mixing, it's like it's like not being a football player, but watching <laughs> football. Like you don't yeah. have to be a football player to understand when like a player fumbles the ball yeah. and fucks up. The thing about like sound mixing and sound editing is 
if you're aware yeah. that the editing is bad, that means that they didn't do their job. If yeah. you're aware that there's something wrong with the audio or you're thinking about the audio, simply if you're sitting there watching an image yeah. and you're thinking about the way the audio is mixed, they did a bad job. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to pay attention no. to that. Well, it's the same thing with editing. Like, I guess you're only supposed to recognize editing if it's really bad or really good. Mm-hmm. And like most normal movie watchers like aren't freaks who like... Right notice like how scenes are cut together that's like a weird thing to do apparently and like people tell me i'm ruining the dinner party when i talk about that stuff um but yeah it's the same shit like if if someone notices it then you either did a really good job probably not or you did a really fucking bad job right and i just don't get like why why does the movie need to need to be so loud during the action parts why? I don't know, I, like, I don't know. I, 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 I genuinely don't understand why, as a filmmaker, Christopher Nolan would think that that heightens my film-going experience to have shit be annoyingly loud when there are, like, guns and stuff and not be able to hear anyone when there's dialogue being spoken. I think the best example of that is when they're sailing and they're having an important plot conversation yeah. about what's going on while they're sailing in a storm and you can't fucking hear anything. And it's like, why the fuck are we listening to an important dialogue scene mm-hmm. while they're sailing and moving around and bouncing back and yeah. forth and one of them gets shoved off into the water and there's wind. Like, what? Like, come on. Yeah. That was the worst scene in the movie, by far, I thought. I don't remember that scene. I, I, I'm, I think I'm, I, I, I think envy I, you. I think I blacked out most of this movie. Blacked out most of this movie. Um, yeah, no, that's that's fair. Such a poor scene. But I mean, I guess it's like shot well and like the coloring and stuff looks decent. Or I think it looks amazing. I I think that the practical effects are incredible. Yeah, the practical effects are really cool. But like, what's the point? What's there, the there, point there, of all there, of this? There is none. Why? There is none. Why? Why? There's why? No why? Why? Someone? Why? Anyone? Please <laughs> tell me. Why are we driving a plane into an airport hangar? It looks neat. It does. It look looks neat. really yeah. neat. Like wow, they actually did that. They spent the money to buy a a seven forty seven fucking <laughs> plane jet. And they rented out some sort of airport facility, and they f- drove that fucking plane into the side of a building. And I now that it, the words are coming out of my mouth, I shouldn't say that that looks cool on screen, um, given <laughs> past events. But whatever, that's a cool practical. Oh, effect. can we talk about well, who was driving the plane? Who he, who he decided would be driving, flying the plane? Well, driving, driving the plane. the plane. But why is that in the movie? And so they could like use it said, in the trailer. Why is it the Indian character? There was an Indian character who was hired to fly the plane in the building. Indian and Middle Eastern. Sure. It's different. It is different. But to American audiences. Yeah. To some. All that That, shit's the same. That felt very, um, (laughs) almost on the nose. Yeah, but like, like, I don't uh, know if Christopher Nolan, like... Are you aware of what you're doing? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, is he one of, I feel like he's one of those people who's like, I'm blind to race, or like, I don't sure, see any color. Sure. Look at my main character. He's, well, right. I don't even know. I didn't even plan for it to right. be a black guy. Like, right. He's just 
the one who's there, which I guess is like kind of cool. Sure. The, the, yeah, the main character just happened to be African American. There yeah. was no scenes with like him being yeah. black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like he just that's what he who he was. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's because like Christopher Nolan like wouldn't know how to do that, or if he is just like genuinely like someone who doesn't care about race and just like my my guess is just that threw him in, or hired him because of him being the best actor. I I'm going to hope that Chris Nolan didn't care and was like, oh, you're the best person yeah. for the job. It, just, it, se- it seems like that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. But then at the same time, like... like maybe he's making a statement. Like, maybe don't have your one Indian character yeah. fly, a plane, fly a plane, blow something up. Um, yeah, that's totally, totally plausible. <laughs> um, okay. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one... Okay, I think the most impressive scene in this film was the interrogation outside the inversion turnstile where Kenneth Branagh moving backwards was interrogating John David Washington through glass Mm -hmm. moving forwards while he himself was holding John David Washington hostage with a gun to his head moving forwards as well. Yeah. He and himself inverted at the same time yeah. were interrogating John David Washington. And that just, that felt like very intricate and interesting to me yeah, in terms that was of cool. a constructed scene. Well, did you notice that one side of the room was blue and the yeah. other side was red? Uh, so it's like they're different uh, because the times. Uh, uh, Movie making. Uh, cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Why? Who? What? So, what is the no, whole? That was a cool scene, no. Yeah, I uh, know. I thank you. Uh, <laughs> but you like, did it. thanks. Uh, what is the whole premise that if you come in contact with yourself, the universe explodes? Is it the whole universe? I thought it was just you explode. Okay, maybe. But he fights himself. He likes but, touching himself. As long as he doesn't see he likes it, touching him, himself. Well, that's what I mean. They were, seemed to be having a good time. Yeah. Uh, as long as he doesn't Maybe he see, thought it was Bobby Pattinson. Then he was like, "Oh, okay, oh we gonna wrestle a bit." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll fight you. Yeah. Didn't he make a, a gay joke? Like, at least buy me dinner first, or something like that. Um, he was being rough manhandled. Oh, or when he's being roughhoused by the Russians. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like buy me dinner first. Where I'm from, buy a man dinner before you get this closer. Yeah, like that. some weird joke. It's like Christopher Nolan doesn't understand. <laughs> I I think he doesn't understand people. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so like obviously his, all 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 of his characters across like every movie are like very flat. They're very flat people. Yes, there's yes. there's little to no reason for me to identify with any Christopher Nolan character. Like I don't care no, about them because they're not characters or their or their lives or like what is happening to them. But I also think Christopher Nolan, like, doesn't understand people. Like, I wonder what he's like around other humans. And I say that because of his lack of respect for audiences. Yeah. And this whole notion of thinking that he is so much smarter than than you, his movie watcher. But, like, maybe it's because he doesn't know how to talk to people or, like, understand that he's not that much smarter. My, I think he's, he's probably very quiet. In person. I have a feeling he's an observer. But if you're an observer, I think to a degree... Of the wrong things. <laughs> you under, I think if you are an observer, you understand how people operate to a degree. Sure. Well, you should. 
I don't think he knows. Maybe he's a poor observer. <laughs> it, maybe he's just like a recluse and like he just like yeah, possibly. doesn't interact with other people. Maybe. Maybe. Um, like maybe he's a really, I don't know if weird is the right word, but maybe he's a, he's a strange Well, word. he definitely, he definitely is, uh, insistent on thinking about how reality is and on a conceptual level that most people don't. Whether it's actually in an intelligent way or not, you know, that's up for debate. But, yeah. But I, you know, I think, I, I, I think at the very least, at least he's trying to do something, whether it's pretentious or not. Yeah. But here's, the th it's like pretentious, but it's not good enough to be pretentious. Sure. Which is, sure. Which is why I have such a problem with him. Yeah. Because this movie is like, it's supposed to be this pretentious thing where, it knows how time is experienced, but you don't, and you don't get to be in on the secret. Right. Like, if this were a good movie, he would let us in on the secret. Right. But I don't think the movie knows what the secret is, because and there, that's there, what, there, there is no, there's secret, no secret, and that's why yeah. he's not letting us in on it, because there is no secret. So, like, we shouldn't spend time trying to figure out what the secret is, because the secret doesn't know what the secret is. Right. But why present yourself... As having a secret that you can't tell me about, it's like the movie's to then like make me feel bad. One big intricate safe, and you're constantly trying to get in and understand what's going on. You'll never crack it, but yeah. it doesn't matter because there's nothing. There's, no, there's inside nothing inside the safe. Inside it. Yeah. Um, so it's like, why don't you just like give me the safe, right? Or why don't you give me the the code to the safe, right? I, like this movie would be better if he let us in on the secret. Yeah, of course. But, I but if, like, and the, obviously there's, like, there's a way to, there's then a way to do that, to sure. let the audience in on the secret. I, I think, you know what, I think that he's so truly, and I think this comes across in the dialogue, he so truly doesn't give a shit mm -hmm. about the plot or the explanation in this, and I think this is the purest version of his filmmaking, plot be damned, uh, logic aside, yeah. and he's he's truly just making something conceptually that he's excited by, and actually just does not give a shit about attempting to explain logic in the slightest. Yeah, but then don't present it as as a movie that understands what's going on and is smarter than you and can't you know is here to confuse you like. Just make a concept movie that is about a concept and let us all in and, in, like, let us enjoy the ride with you. Oh, but that's the paradox, Raph. Of Christopher Nolan? Yes. <laughs> there has to be an illusion yeah. of an attempt. Otherwise, like the, the concept... Yes. <laughs> yes. The turn. The turn. Prestige is excellent, by the way. Prestige is, love, is, love is, prestige. is very excellent. And he, I mean, he has some good movies, and a lot of them are really interesting. Mm -hmm. it's, it, for me... It's just a matter of, of of presentation. Sure. Of how are you presenting this well, to Presentation's me? everything. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, so, all that said... Are we I, out of here? I think I know the answer, but Raph, um, how would Yo. you score this movie and would or would you not recommend it? Oh, interesting. Um, well, I've been sitting with it for a while before mm -hmm. I go to my letterbox. Letterboxd. 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 Which is where can we find you, actually? On Letterboxd? Yeah. I think just at Rafstit. Fantastic. Yeah. Pretty simple. Um, 
I mean, I'd probably rate it like two or two and a half stars mm -hmm. out of five. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I do admire Nolan's ambition. Sure. Um, I do enjoy the concept as a concept. Like, I am also someone who's very interested in understanding how people perceive time. Um, I think he's done it in, in better ways in other movies. Um, but sometimes, like, you get an Inception or a Tenet where, like I said before, it's presenting itself as being smarter than it actually is and being smarter than you when in reality it's not. Sure. Um, so because of that, like, I have to knock it a little bit. Um, and some of the set pieces are cool, but they don't mean anything. So, like, right. if there's no point to a cool set piece then that's going to take away from it. So sure. i got to knock it for that, too. Sure. Um, so ultimately, like, two, two and a half stars. I would recommend it because, I mean, if there's one thing Christopher Nolan, like, knows how to do, it's spark conversations. It's, like, getting people to have spirited debates mm -hmm. about what his movies mean. I was kind of thinking about this. Like, now that Trump's out of the office, we don't really have anyone to just, like, get in there and stir things up and, mm -hmm. like, get people to talk about shit that they do, do right. it in some way. Right. And right. like Christopher Nolan's kind of Trumpy in that. that. Like no matter what he does, like people are going to argue about it. I don't think I've ever heard a movie person refer to Christopher Nolan as Donald Trump. <laughs> but like no matter what Christopher Nolan does, people are going to ultimately debate about it. Yeah, right. No, you're absolutely right. Like, hey, what'd you think Christopher, that new Christopher Nolan movie? They're like, hey, what'd you think of that new Trump tweet? Like it's essentially the same thing. Like, Tenet and any Donald Trump tweet are the same. <laughs> it's the same experience from it's beginning same, to end. Yeah. Every Donald no, Trump no one, tweet is inverted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one knows what's going on. <laughs> right. And the person who made it also doesn't know what's going <laughs> right. on. Right. <laughs> and it sparks debate. Shit, dude. Um, now, that's a highbrow concept. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm going to make a movie about oh, it. Shit. It's not going to make any fucking no, sense. Absolutely. This sound is going to be terrible. <laughs> So what do you think of it? Would you recommend um, it? How'd you rate it? I think I liked it slightly more than you did. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting to like it at all. Um, but I enjoyed it for the most part. It was far, 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 far from perfect. It was far from great, mm -hmm. I thought. But um, I was willing to let him take me where he wanted to take me, even though the places he took me didn't really make sense and how mm -hmm. we got to those places didn't make sense. But I was willing to go along for the ride. I'd give it, I, I rated it on my letterbox like this at the at this point in time. I still feel pretty strongly. It's like a three out of five to me. I think mm -hmm. it's good for the most part. Um, like you, I would recommend it. I think an average moviegoer uh, would enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and I would say, you know, it's you can rent it for like six bucks now. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Hop on the ride. See if you enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And if not, turn, turn it the it fuck off. off. Turn it the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's Tenet. That's Tenet. Also, something hope to point out. We, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I hope that we answered some questions that, that people were asking. Right. Um, yeah, man. I mean, like you said at the beginning, I feel like this has been our most requested Everybody movie to, to, to talk about. Hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so know strange. why. I don't know either. I guess Chris Nolan. I guess they think we think, or they think that we know movies. Yeah. But in reality, we don't. No, we don't know shit. Don't know any more than uh, anyone else. No, definitely not. Two two quick things I wanted to point out that I Yo, forgot to mention. Um, tell me, dog. So the villain's entire motivation in this film was pettiness. Yeah. I'm dying and I want to take the world with me. That's literally, that was it. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. World War Three. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck. We've already done our outro. Yeah. But, the, like, one of the other things about this movie is that the stakes at the same time are the world and world annihilation and also absolutely nothing. Yes. Yes, that's true. And they're, it, those are the stakes at the same time. It's just like, oh, World War Three, nuclear holocaust, but also it doesn't matter because there's no consequences. So mm. what are the actual stakes, dude? Like, mm. what am I supposed to be worried about? If it was just like, we need to save this one kid or something, mm-hmm. and like we're going, we're going to fucking invert time for that. Like, mm. all right, cool. That makes sense. Those are stakes I understand. Right. Like, every movie, the stakes don't need to be the end of the fucking world. Right. Well, also, like, anybody who understands the concept of time travel, if you were traveling back in time to stop the end of the world, um, you... You then become part of the reason for the end of the world. Yes, and it's... If you still exist, then at least the way the logic of this movie was happening, because you're all alive and doing these things, the world doesn't end. Yeah. Like, it was never going to. So, like, why do we care? Yeah. Um, And last thing... Uh, the final set piece of the movie, it's a, t- it's a 10 minute operation. Red team is moving 10 minutes forward. Blue team's moving 10 minutes backward. 10, 10, backwards, 10 it, 10, 10, 10 it. Christopher Nolan, baby. Dude, what a fucking genius. Ah! How did he think of that? Incredible. He 10 tended us. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't get too much into spoilers, but, um, I mean, there's nothing to spoil characters or non-characters are doing things. Things happen. Some things happen backwards. Um, yeah. Nothing matters. It's all, all for naught. Great. Raph, where can yeah. we find you on the webs? What's your Insta? Yeah. Instagram. Twitter. At Rapstit. All one word. Um, Letterboxd, if you're into that sort of thing and like movie reviews and shit. Uh, at Rapstit there. Mm-hmm. You can find me doing movie stuff. Uh, Michael, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Michael underscore Rocco underscore R-U-O-C-C-O. That's at Michael underscore Rocco underscore. You can find both of us at straight2dvdpod. That's straight, the number two, DVD pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Hell yeah. I guess that's it. This was our 40th episode, right? Oh, dude, what a fitting episode for, for mm-hmm. number number 40. Yes. Um. Wow, what a great run we've had. And now we're going to do all the episodes that we've done inverted. So next week we'll be talking about whatever we spoke about last week. Just backwards. Yeah. Now we're going to do every episode again, <laughs> yeah. but backwards. But backwards. We'll watch a movie frame by frame backwards. That yeah. would be such a weird experience. That would, yeah. Tenet. Tenet. The podcast. Ten Ten. Straight Tenet DVD. Dude. Um, cool. Thanks yeah. for listening and shit. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. Watch Tenet. Let us know what you thought of it in yeah. the comments below. Seriously, let us know what you think of Tenet. Um, DM us. Yeah. Let us know what we should listen to next. Now that we've fulfilled your request, we've watched Tenet. Now what? What do we do? Yeah, what do we do? We have no purpose now. Tell us. Also, Please. drop a review. Yeah, let you, us if know. If you feel so kind, let us yeah. know what you think. Do you like our podcast? Yeah. Do you like what? us? Share us. Tell us. Maybe. Let tell people about us. Subscribe. Yes. Well, should we get some T-shirts? Would you like some merchandise? Would you like? Would you like to drink out of a mug with our logo? Yeah, straight to DVD. 
Let us know. What should our catchphrase be yeah. that we should put on the mugs? Yeah. Anything at all. Please help us. Please <laughs> help us. Do all of our work for us. We're lost. We're hopeless. Yes. Um, Just like Christopher Nolan. Yeah. All right. Dog. See you on 41. Yeah, I'll see you on 41. To me, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> and to me, this has been the end. Thank you.